welcome to Black and White, where we speak radical grace, raw truth, and real hope in a gray world. I'm your host, Denise Pass, with my co-host, Micah Maddox, and we are so glad you're hanging out with us today. Here in March, we're doing a series on exploring the human condition within our culture. Today, I want to talk about how we determine what is right. Here's a few verses to frame up our discussion today out of Psalm 4, verses 1, 2, and 5. Answer me when I pray to you, my God. Who does what is right? People, how long will you turn my honor into shame? How long will you love what is false and look for lies? Do what is right as a sacrifice to the Lord and trust the Lord. Phew! Hot topic we got going today, Micah. It sure is, but I'm excited. How needed to talk about truth in our society, right? Yes. Because we know that the culture tells us that you can define your own truth. Mm. You can decide what's right. You can decide what's wrong. In fact, in our culture, anything goes. Yes. So I think as we look at this, this is just something that's so needed and relevant in our culture, and especially for the next generation. Yes, I think it's really, you know, we have this humanism that's uh, just prevalent, which says, do whatever feels good to you. But our culture tries to redefine what is right, but God's standards still stand. Sometimes people can try to budge the boundary lines to have their point of view accepted. But here's the thing. Our God who does what is right all the time created us to be image bearers who also were created to do what is right. But we fall short sometimes. We do. We fall short. And, you know, the word standard that you use there, I think that people are afraid of that word. Mm. And maybe we've used it in a negative way, in a legalistic way, in some of our Christian cultures. So when we talk about God's standard, what we're really talking about is the truth of His Word. And it's not a, it's not laws that we have to follow, but it's, it's morality of the Bible, right? Right. Yes. And I think, you know, he does set his truth for us as a compass. And so often people try to circumvent it. Maybe I'll take this page out because it doesn't quite fit my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But doing what is right, you know, God commands us to, but it's the pathway to blessing. You know, he's not a killjoy. He's trying to bless his people by providing standards for them that lead to life. Seeking to have our way and our perceived rights outside of God's definition of what is right, will only result in shame. Micah, why do you think we try to circumvent God's standards and apply our own? You know, that's such a good question, Denise. I think that it's easier to just decide for ourselves, you know what, it's a, it's a little bit hard to go on the narrow way. Mm. You know, it's hard to take the the narrow path and the way that God has designed for us to do, especially when everything around us is telling us everything goes. It's right. okay. And we've got our kids, you know, who are faced with decisions that we weren't faced with in our day, right? Mm. And it's hard to explain to them, hey, this is right because this is what God's Word says. When at school or even at church and in the culture, they are challenged with real truth. And hey, mom, everybody's doing it. Yes. Everybody's doing it, right? Oh, yeah. So I think it's just an easier road people take when we just say, hey, you know what? 
it is acceptable. We see it on TV now, Mm -hmm. you know, everything goes and we see the definition of marriage is defined in whatever you want it to be. And we know that what the Bible says, you know, that's not really what the Bible says. And we've got to come back to the foundation. Hey, what does the Bible say? You know, does Mm -hmm. the Bible say that marriage is whatever you want it to be? Or does the Bible say, you know what? No, marriage is between a man and a woman. Amen. You know, and that is peer pressure for the parents out there. If some of you have ever had your kids come up to you and say, hey, well, everyone else is doing it, you know, or this is legalized now. So we can say if we legalize something, it's therefore acceptable, but not necessarily in God's sight. I think that man tries to define standards by himself. Anytime we try to use fallen mankind, though, as a plumb line, We're headed for trouble. (laughs) We are. You are so right. So how do we define what is right? You know, I think that the simple answer is the truth of God's Word, right? Yes. We go to the Bible and we find out, but it's a big book and people have a hard time sometimes defining those gray areas. So here we are on black and white podcast, you know, (laughs) talking about truth and the gray parts of life. Um, So what do we do with those gray areas? areas of life, I think that God does give us answers. So it may not be that there's a black answer or a white answer and it's clear as a bell, mm-hmm. but what it what God does promise to do is to open our eyes, give us wisdom mm-hmm. and give us understanding. So in those gray areas where we don't know for sure what's right and what's wrong, I believe God gives us revelation. He opens our eyes to what's right and what's wrong. So although God's word sounds like such a trite answer, it truly is Mm. the Mm -hmm. answer. It's the truth. It's the way. It's the only way that we can define what is right by the Holy Spirit speaking to us through God's Word. Amen. And, you know, I think there's this tension today that we feel because a lot of times uh, in our culture, Christians have sort of been relegated as politically incorrect. Um, We don't really have anything to contribute to the conversation because maybe at times there's been legalism in the past. And I believe we are needed today to rise up and be the light of Christ in this world, but do it in a way that is full of that grace that we're talking about here on the podcast and hope. So how do we navigate the tension between having absolute standards that feels like legalism and the pervasive modern relativistic philosophies that say anything goes? Ooh, Denise, you're talking big language, girl. (laughs) I'm a simple girl. (laughs) This is awesome. So this is why we make such a great team, because you are so smart, and <laughs> I am more, um, you know, black and white. Like, <laughs> Hey, Micah, we're both blonde here. Okay? This Let's is right. <laughs> yes, we are two blondes trying to navigate this podcast here. But, you know, there is a tension between legalistic standards and, mm-hmm. you know, the the world and what we should do. And I think that the way that we navigate that You know, I don't have all the answers, so it sounds like I'm, you know, speaking from a place of expertise, but truly I'm just speaking from a place of personal experience, Um, having lived in some legalistic situations in my own life and have having had Mm. legalistic standards in my own life and then trying to find my own way. I found that, you know, the way to really find the right balance in life is 
to measure ourselves always by the word of God, never by Amen. something that a man says or a woman says that we should be or should do. You know, a lot of people will take a leader's or a pastor's or a teacher's word for something mm-hmm. and never discern for themselves. Yes. And I truly believe that, you know, God does set up leaders and he does give us teachers to pour wisdom into us. But as believers, he also gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit to interpret God's word for ourselves. Amen. And so as we're, you know, navigating and trying to decide, okay, what what's legalistic here and what is something that is a standard that God holds to that I should be holding to too, mm-hmm. God gives us the answer. He will give us and he will clarify the answer for us. Yes, he is so faithful to do that if we will just seek him. And I think a lot of the times people get lost because they are trying to define it on their own apart from God's word. Mm -hmm. And there it sits in so many homes. And like you were mentioning earlier, it's the Bereans who sought to see if what Paul was saying in Scripture was true. And we're to be like that. We are not just to go with whatever the latest fad is because we know today something might be acceptable and tomorrow it might not. And so we need to be faithful to follow the convictions that the Lord gives to us through His Holy Spirit. I think Christians can miss a lot, too, in our zeal to follow the Lord. I know in my early Christian days, I may have had some moments (laughs) where, you know, and I'm a homeschool mama, and I'm so thankful that I did that. But there were times where, if I'm honest... You know, I felt that everybody should be home educating, and they were missing it if they didn't. You know, and God has been faithful to just show me that, you know, um, if I try to put my personal convictions on someone else, that is the definition of legalism. And so God has given us His truth, but we're not called to be junior Holy Spirit and telling everyone what that is. I love that. (laughs) I love that. So, you know, I think, why do we need to have a standard is another question. Because a lot of people are out there saying, you know, if God loves us so much, why doesn't he just live my life, Mm. my life, the way I want to? Mm, I think, you know, this is... This is key here. Why do we need a standard? Do we need a standard? Is there a standard that I should put up for my my life and the way that I live? It really comes down to what people want to know is, what are you talking about? Mm. What kind of standard are you talking about here, right? And so there's different, you know, topics that we could go to and we could try to decide and discern. But I think what we have to do, each of us individually, is discern that for ourselves. There are truths of the Mm -hmm. Bible that we have to follow, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are truths that we have to live up to. But there are truths in God's Word that are non-negotiables. Yes. And unfortunately, even in our Christian culture, we have made some of those negotiable. Mm -hmm. And there are churches that have tried to negotiate that's a good one. Some word. things that aren't negotiable. You right. know, God has set the standard for us and he has clearly laid it out in scripture. And we've, you know, because of love or in the mm, name of mm-hmm. love, we have taken out certain standards that God has set up and we're missing it. So we sure are, because, you know, to love someone like that is to send them straight to hell. 
Right? Wow. To not have a standard that says God loves you. But I think the problem is people think they have to be cleaned up first. Oh, I have to do all these things to be accepted by God. But He is the only one who could clean us up. Right? You know, we just have to ask Him, Lord, please, you know, ask Him for forgiveness and repent and turn away from that behavior by His grace. You know, He never, if it was about us cleaning ourselves up, then He wouldn't have had to die on the cross. We could never be good enough. And I think that's hard. You know, I know I grew up thinking I was a good person. You know, I'm good, but you know, there's no one good, the Bible says. No, not one. And that verse in Romans 3 actually was the very verse that my oldest daughter came to know Christ because she had a decision to make because there was a standard that told her there's nothing good in you. Mm. And she wept and she realized, I need to do something about this and I can't do anything about it. So it's a moment of a crisis of belief. And there during our Bible study, she gave her life to Christ and she understood, wow, there's nothing good in me, but my good, good Savior has redeemed me. That is so beautiful, Denise. I'm so glad that you brought this up because this, I believe, is one of the things that, you know, even in our Christian culture, people can say they're Christian, but when it comes down to it, it's our belief in Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, Mm. the shed blood of Jesus. That is the key. And there are people that would say, hey, I'm a Christian that do not accept Jesus' death, burial, and Mm. resurrection as fact, that do not trust in Jesus' blood on the cross as their saving grace. So as as we share in this podcast, I think it's so key and foundational that we are clear, that we hold to the truth of God's Word, that Jesus came through a Virgin Mary, and that He is the sacrifice for our sins. And for all mankind, for everyone that will receive Him, for anyone that will believe Mm. and accept Him, He is the Savior. Such a key, key foundational standard that we've got to hold to and cling to. We do. And, you know, our Savior did not die for us to live compromising lives. I love that. You know, and people call that freedom. Mm. They try to say, hey, you know, I'm saved. I love Jesus. And then you look at their life. And I'm not I'm not speaking that judgmentally because people could have looked at my life at times, too. I'm just speaking truth here. Here's the raw truth part. <laughs> <laughs> we all have compromised at one point or another. And so we have to remember our precious Savior gave his life, not that we would live for that sin or that right that we think we have. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I hope today, as you have listened to the podcast, that you will see the radical grace of Jesus Christ, that we can love and accept people, but we can uphold God's standard as truth, Mm -hmm. the truth of the word of God. I hope that you know that the raw truth Mm -hmm. that we see is, you know what? Truth is not negotiable. Amen. And I hope that that gives you hope that we have something that we can put our faith in that never changes. Yes. <laughs> That's good news today. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. Amen.